0: Hi, everyone. My name is Christopher. You're listening to Finding Japan, episode 41. Yeah, it's episode 41. Yay. Man, this week was incredibly trying for me in fact i was just talking to someone over twitter about that um we got a quite a few things coming up actually three topics and um hopefully y'all find them interesting and that's a little of the south carolina coming out there y'all it's just so much easier to say than you all isn't it and it's sort of all-inclusive and it's very non-pretentious I'm doing a little different setup today. I'm listening to my own voice, which is actually kind of weird. But um I noticed in the last podcast I was kind of going in and out of the mic, so I want to make sure that I don't do that so we sound good. Man, I'm just getting really excited. I don't know what the deal is. Actually, no, that's a lie. I do know what the deal is. Today is Friday, and all my classes for the week are done, and that's been a huge part of my life that's been stressing me out. I'm going to start this podcast by playing a clip from Monday, when I actually was feeling really, really confident about everything, and then sort of walk you through briefly the trials and tribulations of this week, and then we'll get into a adult beverage drink review that uh, me and Alexa did, and then we'll talk about – I'm sorry, Alex and I – and then we will talk a little bit about an observation that I had just recently about um, Japanese schoolboys, which – Sounds kind of sketchy, but actually, I I think it's a pretty cool topic. So,
1: here we go.
2: Hello there. It's been a while since I've done an episode on the actual recorder here, but... Recorder? No, not recorder, my cell phone. Sometimes I walk and talk and I don't even know what I'm saying, but... It is a beautiful night, Monday night. I'm feeling good. It was amazing to be able to see the skyline of Tokyo again at night. I have now switched over to my working schedule that I will take while I'm here... Studying, which means that most of my classes occur during the day, and the classes or the days where I only have classes in the morning, I am now studying um, during the morning at Seda, but then in the evening, I head on over to work, and um, the neat part about that is is I do get to see the daylight unlike during the winter when I was working in the States, I would drive into work when it was dark and leave when it was dark. Kind of depressing. But at least now I get to sort of break up the day and commute in the middle of the day for an hour to work, which frees me up a little bit and uh, gets me to see the sun. So a little bit of best of both worlds, I think. But it's so nice out right now. I have to say it's probably in the high teens, so about 18 degrees. And uh, it's just nice and cool and not quite at the point where you actually need a jacket yet. So... I figured I would do a cell phone recording, since I haven't done one in a while. And my goal with putting together the podcasts in this way is to make sure that there's at least a half hour to about 40 minutes worth of material. And if that material comes from various sources, I don't think people really care. I think I'd rather go for consistency in terms of length in various topics. So, what is this topic about this segment? Well, this segment was going to be a little bit about just kind of feeling good, I think. Coming into Waseda yet again and skipping a language level, I was a bit nervous, but today's class totally put me at ease. The instructor was so nice. I understood everything that was going on in class. This first week they just allow the students to sort of rotate between different classes to see if they really want to take certain classes. There's clearly the, the, you know, which level you should be in and should you be testing in at a higher level or lower level. But there's also the issue of what type of class. There's the standard class and then there's like these thematic interaction classes. So many people are bouncing back and forth between classes. So this time is a sort of a flexible time for classes, but I'm pretty set on taking the Level 3 Nihongo class. I think that'll be really good, and some of the people that I saw in Level 2 last year when I attempted to take that, um, and then eventually decided not to, are now in Level 3 as well. So I certainly don't feel as bad about having not pushed myself so hard last semester. Though, in retrospect, I do think it was a good idea to ease into that transition and get a good foundational base for my grammar. Now I feel like I can really build upon that with vocabulary, so it's kind of nice. I'm in the middle of walking to a building that's across from the building I work in, and here I will end up getting something to eat, and unfortunately it looks like it's going to be McDonald's, which is kind of bad. I can't keep eating that. I I probably eat it only about once a week now, which is good. But, um, yeah, feeling really good. You know, the weather's nice now. My mind is at ease. I feel relaxed. Don't have much homework right now, so I'm sure the stress level will kick in a little later, probably later this month. And things at work are just going swimmingly, and I've been hitting all the marks on that, and just feel good. So sometimes it just feels good to sort of relax and not have to worry about much of anything and just sort of cruise along in life so that's what this segment is about cruising along in life hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast i'll talk to you all soon bye
0: I think that uh, segment just goes to show that even if you're having a great day, it can change quite quickly. The latter half of the week was actually quite difficult. There was many things that um, I found a little troubling. One is one of my instructors had actually asked me to go to a higher level kanji class in that began stressing me out a little bit only because I only can write about 200 kanji and can read maybe about 250, 260, somewhere around there. So the class, the kanji class that I was planning on taking, which is a level three class, is usually taken by students who know around 400, maybe can read about 400 and maybe can write about 300. So I thought, well, I can catch up. And not have to worry about it too much. And, uh, you know, and I I should be okay. But when my instructor just sort of dropped the bomb on me and said, you should take a look at level four, I kind of was like, wow, that's going to be a little difficult. So I think where we landed on that is that uh, we won't be doing a level four. Is that Alex coming in the door now? I don't think so. I think someone next door actually started trying to walk into their apartment and opening the door really loudly. sounded like someone was coming in my apartment. Nope. Yeah, that's definitely next door. I don't think you guys can hear that, though, because there's a noise gate. What the heck is that noise, though? It's pretty damn loud. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So basically, I'm taking all across the board level three classes, and I think that's the way to go. But the other thing that had happened this week is I really started thinking about what I'm going to do after that. And I won't drill into all the gory details, but essentially it comes down to one of those what do you want to do with your life type questions. There's a really interesting piece of literature that a friend let me borrow, and it's actually a like a books on tape thing. And... I'm looking at it, I'm looking it up right now. I didn't plan on talking about this topic, but I, I think it is actually probably quite interesting. So let me see if I can find it real quick. Recently added, yes. It's by an author named David White, and it's called The Heart Aroused. And I'm not quite sure exactly when this book was written. It seems like it may have been written in the early nineties, maybe late eighties. And um Essentially this book is about um, going into the corporate workforce but essentially not losing your soul when you go to work into, you know, when you go to enter into this workforce and it's a really uh, I want to say it's, it's it's very existential it reminds me an awful lot of some of the I can't even remember the authors but you know, some of those authors that they make you read in high school, they make you question like your whole life and very, very deep, like Walden and and, and those guys. And I, I really, I really found myself sort of questioning the way I've been operating and how I've been setting my priorities, and not necessarily coming to Japan per se, because I think that's been an incredible experience. But just you know how you carry yourself and how you operate and what's important to you. And I find my I found myself since I was so busy not really being able to get my head around those thoughts. And as a consequence, um, it was just sort of lingering inside of me. And I'm the type of person where I really like to think things through. And I didn't have the mental bandwidth, so to speak, to do that this week. So it added to the overall stress level of basically starting an entirely new program and really focusing on... New, a lot of new vocabulary and things like that. So so everything just sort of flew into my head all at once, and it was because of that that I just sort of tuned out for a little bit this week and now finally coming back down on my feet. So I don't know. I guess I guess what I can say is sort of I've, I'm taking these thoughts in little bits here and slowly realizing that some things other than money and precisely where you are um, are probably more important than the way we often, or at least the way I often evaluate some of the major decisions in my life. And I'm very lucky to have quite a few good friends and good family. And of course, a a wonderful fiance that I can, I can talk to about these things. So I don't know, I I guess I'm sort of landing on everything is cool, but I'm not going to Bore you guys anymore with my uh, mental status, but that's just been what's going on, and I don't know. There you go. So, anyway, um, it is Friday, and I decided to treat myself to a beer from the convenience store on the way home. And one of the things that I've learned today is that convenience stores are often the target for new products. You can, if you Shop for groceries in Japan. You essentially have three options. No, well, let's say four. You can go to a convenience store. You can go to a small grocery store. You can go to a large super, super, which was like a um, what we would consider a stop and shop, or a, I don't know what else, an A and P, a Price Chopper, things like that in the United States. Or you can go to an individual store that sells a a specific thing, such as like a meat store or a fish store or a vegetable store. Well, I often go to the convenience store simply because I like the food pre-prepared and I like having everything already right there. But you don't get the sort of selection of any real fresh meats that you can cook on your own per se and certainly no vegetables. Whereas if you go to a soupa, You can often get anything you want, but it's always the same thing. And it never quite occurred to me that the convenience store was the one place where there is a lot of turnover on product. For example, the beer that I picked up today showed up maybe about a week ago, and I don't really expect it to be here any longer than maybe two weeks. It's called Shiro Kirin. It's regular keiting beer, but it's uh, let's see. It says white keiting according to the kanji, and it says shiro keiting is the original brew for winter season. Mild and refreshing taste fits your winter delight. So even though it is about twenty-five degrees out right now, I am enjoying my winter delight with a shiro keiting. So as my little treat from surviving this first. Uh, Week back to school and week with a new schedule, I'm celebrating on a Friday afternoon with a nice shirokirin. You may have heard me talk before in the past about Pepsi Cucumber and how that was only around for about three weeks or so. Well, getting back to my original point here, the convenience store is essentially the place for selling things that um, have just come out, so if you want anything new and exciting, it's usually found on the shelves of convenience stores, and that's especially true for all the different types of alcoholic beverages that you can get at a convenience store. It would take me quite a bit of time to catalog sort of the rotation of what comes in and out of the uh, the beers and the um, cocktails and sort of alcoholic juices, kind of like wine coolers, that whole section of the convenience store. But it it would be really interesting to sort of see the rotation. You have your staples of about maybe six brands, and within each brand there's usually at least one or two different types. But um, we've seen a lot of new drinks come out lately. And as a result, Alex and I decided to start a new section And maybe, I'm going to say maybe about once a month, we will sit down and compare some of the new drinks that have come out in the convenience store. I think it was mid-September, yeah, we're in October now, so this was mid-September. Alex and I sat down to talk a little bit about two new drinks that we had. So without any further ado, we're just going to go ahead and get right into that clip. All right, so we're gonna start a new section here. Alex had a great idea. Mm. We uh been have have been drinking various. Uh, I don't know what would you say, Al- adult beverages. Adult.
1: Yeah, this one, they call this liqueur. I don't know why.
0: And uh, Alex thought it'd be a great idea. He said, "Hey, we should be reviewing these because it definitely has to do with Japan, and there's there's quite a variety. I think.
1: I wonder if these are limited editions, though."
0: They might be. Yeah. We often see a lot of different beers yeah, coming come in. Out, come, yeah, they come out, yeah, come and go, so. But it didn't have the, mostly with a lifespan, a little bit longer than Pepsi Cucumber. Yeah, that was from a, that point. was like a week, yeah. <laughs> a week or two. You couldn't find it after. You had it, though, right? I did have it. It tasted like, uh, like, um, a light melon. It's pretty water- watery, watery, mm. and just like slightly minty melony. Didn't taste like cucumber at all. Was it like really sugary, though? It wasn't too bad. It was a little light on the sugar, Mm. so. But tonight, um, we're drinking two different drinks, and, uh, I guess what we'll do is we'll just we'll just talk about them here. So.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's start with this bad boy. It's the Calpis Fizz Light Style. And um, they describe it as fruity lemon. So is that like fruit lemon? Fruity lemon. Fruity lemon. It's got 1% juice, 4% alcohol.
0: Well, there's more alcohol than juice, so I guess that's yeah.
1: that's a good start.
0: Well, you had this other night. I, I did have it the other night, and it gave me indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't be drinking it again. Though I get indigestion now and then, so I'm not going to blame the uh, Karupis Light. Karupis Fizzle Light Style.
1: But mm. well, what, what, what were your thoughts on this on this beverage? Here? Well,
0: I'm going to ask you to let me taste it again in a moment. Right. But from what I remember, oh, we're having some little musical accompaniment. It's definitely fizz, right? But um, from what I remember, it tasted um, like a uh, like a, uh, a lemonade with carbonation, and it was a little tangier than lemonade, and I think it was slightly because of the alcohol
1: but let's let's see I don't find that it's so carbonated though like compared to a like a coke or a Pepsi
0: no the carbonation is definitely a lot lower but like most Calpis drinks it has that sort of like milky film
1: in your mouth hmm. see that's what I noticed when I was drinking is I don't I don't get that Calpis taste. Coming through that strong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I think because recently I've been drinking the um, Calpis Premium, which tends to be thicker, so you get that taste a lot—that yogurty, milky taste mm-hmm. a lot more than this regular Calpis. This is starting to fun. give me indigestion again. <laughs>
0: well, that was fast. Yeah. Oh, well, I can feel it like burning uh. in my esophagus, so I'm
1: gonna stay away. Maybe there's
0: something in the Calpis that
1: mixes with me the wrong way. I don't know. It's I mean, it's not a bad drink, but I don't think it really gives you what is advertised. I'm not really getting that fruity lemon that they're saying. And you don't really taste the alcohol either. I,
0: I think the one
1: thing that it really does deliver on is the light. Because mm. it really
0: feels like there's not much there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is true. It is definitely a very light drink. Mm. So
0: I guess what we could say about that is if you like light, fruity drinks... right. Um, that are slightly carbonated, mm. that's certainly the way to go.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not getting the calpis taste at all from on my end. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it might be a good drink just to relax with, maybe. Yeah. If you don't want a beer or something, you know. might be kind of fun to put it, like, in a cocktail glass and sort of sip it on a summer porch. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of feeling, huh? Yeah. Light. Definitely. Light.
0: Maybe something before dinner. It's definitely not
1: something you would want to drink with, like, some meat and potatoes. No, it's not. You know, it's, it's, you know, when you want to socialize and drink a little bit, you don't want to get hammered or anything like that. Well, you never, that thing got me pretty
0: tipsy the other night. Though. Did it? So, yeah, there's quite a bit of alcohol in it. This? Yeah. It's only 4%. Oh, that's only 4%? Yeah. Well, what are the beers usually? Beers are usually, like, five,
1: aren't they? Yeah. Maybe I drank it too quickly, maybe that's why I got indigestion too. <laughs> this was um price wise I think it was a hundred eighty well that's not too bad yeah hundred eighty I mean, so. okay
0: yeah. cow piss, fizz light style there you go fruity lemon there you go All right. save that can. I'll
1: take a picture there you go
0: okay. okay well, I'm drinking something that's familiar yet not um I don't know did, have we talked about this before just the uh I don't Drink think in general? I don't think so, actually. One of the um, magical things that I, I discovered, <laughs> and I think we sort of discovered it together, is that most of the convenience stores in Japan sell whiskey, sake, wine, and beer. Right. Which is awesome, because it's like your own little mini liquor store. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they do sell are small bottles of Nika whiskey. And Nika, not only being across the river from us here, mm-hmm. um, is actually quite, I'd have to say, decent for the price. It's not like drinking turpentine.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: it's not like some cheap vodkas, because it definitely has that whiskey and kind of woody taste to it. Yeah. But um, it's its very cheap. So usually you can buy like a small flask, mm-hmm. a regular standard size flask for what, about 200 yen, 300 yen?
1: Um, yeah, it's definitely under 300
0: Maybe the equivalent of about two dollars. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So we arrived in the convenience store today and I see this uh, Nika Black Clear Blend in a standard soda can. And it says something ten. Tens so I can't read it, there's too much ganji there. Well
1: the first two characters and I think it's ten tenjan. Tenjan. Tenjang. And Nizu-wari. Nizu-wari. Mm-hmm. so it mixed with water. Or Tenzen Mizuwari. I'm not sure what the second okay. one is. But it means natural. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be some sort
0: of, like, soda drink with a little bit of whiskey. Like a whiskey and, like a whiskey and club soda mm. or something like that. No. Mm. This is uh, Nika Whiskey. And, you know, Nika Whiskey is nothing to write home about, but it's decent.
1: Right.
0: Well, this is quite terrible, actually. Because they've watered it down
1: in incredible it amount. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, it's incredibly Walter And I
0: think Nika, on average, um, I don't know what the proof is, and I'm looking for how much alcohol, but this has 9%.
1: That's quite low. I still have a flask of Nika, actually. Okay, I can go grab it. Check that out. It's kind of cool that we have this
0: background music.
1: Beth, you open this. Yeah, it's coming in pretty clear. I just opened the window a little bit. But I don't think they're actually doing the festival. Nah. It's probably just rehearsal, maybe? Yeah, regular Nika has uh, 37%
0: alcohol. 37%
1: alcohol. Mm.
0: So, they had to dilute it uh, four times. So, it's one part water or one part Nika yeah and four parts well cause it well if they added half the amount of water if they added just like water mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna start doing math on this thing okay? <laughs> if they added water and Nika in equal amounts right it'd be like 18% it'd be 18% like roughly if they did twice as much water as Nika then it would be a third right so there's three parts water, right? One part one part and you can. Yeah. Okay. So this is a ratio of three to one water. So take it. Take like a, a a little you know cup and fill it up a quarter and then pour water in the rest and that's what I'm drinking right now. It's quite quite bad. Yeah. So it was,
1: it was really weak.
0: I, I promise I will bring you
1: better reviews, but.
0: Yeah, stay away from this, especially if you're a, a whiskey fan.
1: Yeah. The strange thing is, like, on the bottle here of Nico that I've got here, it says King of Blenders.
0: I don't buy it, man. You know?
1: he's, yeah, because you always just king straight. Of <laughs> <laughs> you never blend it. They recommend on the back with a oolong tea or red tea or a lemon cider. Hmm. But they don't recommend it with water.
0: I would say that for most whiskey drinkers they would probably steer clear of Nika unless it was blended so that's probably their market yeah
1: the funny thing is a lot of um, Japanese um, bars and stuff or like uh, hostess clubs or whatever the standard drink like cheapest drink is the whiskey and water so I think That's probably where it comes from.
0: Well, it certainly is the cheapest in taste, too. Mm. (laughs) Especially if you use Nikka. This might be better with a stronger whiskey Mm. or a little more tasty whiskey, but this is pretty terrible.
1: I I just don't like whiskey and water. Neither
0: do I. In Mm. fact, I I like whiskey and ice sometimes, Mm. but whiskey and water here is just really bad.
1: But I'll I'll drink it. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, I think with today's drinks... uh, do you want to do you want to rate these or something? Uh, how should how should we rate them? What kind let's, of? Let's make it up these? right now. The number of size. Number of size. size. Yeah. Right. Um, Calpis, You know, I I have to say it, it depends on your mood that day. But I I'd, I'd give it um. Maybe three size. Three size on a uh, scale of. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Okay, just three far. Sa's Three Sa's So, Sa, 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 sa.
0: Alright Uh, this Nika Black Clear Blend Soda Can Um, I'm gonna have to give it half a stop Half a stop, huh? So it's just gonna be like tss, 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 tss. Not even, it doesn't even get no. to the A so the a, okay It's just so. Alright Okay, there you go, thanks right. Thanks, Alex, for no suggesting problem, this And maybe we'll do this a few more times Hopefully all right mm-hmm. well i hope you enjoyed that little piece there i thought the dynamic between alex and i listening back to that here was was pretty good and that was an awful lot of fun i'm really glad alex suggested we do that so we'll definitely do that again maybe we'll get another one in this weekend um Little little background there to one of the um, there's there's two things I probably should say about that little session there first there was a matsuri within our neighborhood and I think we recorded this on a Friday night I want to say may have even been a Saturday night but on that weekend they were rehearsing for the matsuri so the music you heard in the background was in fact um, one of the groups rehearsing and. Um, it i think for a while there there was some drumming but also there may have been a recording because i don't recall anyone actually singing in real life i think they were actually just playing a recording there was a a bunch of people at the end of our street and they had their garage door open and some tables spilled out into the street and they were just relaxing and enjoying the summer and having a few drinks and that's what Alex and I were doing too when we did that drink review for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed it. And again, there are so many different types of neat little drinks that come in through the convenience store. So we will always have something to review and, and give some feedback on. And if you do come to Japan, check out the uh, the section there in the convenience store and try something new. You you may be quite surprised. Uh, there was something else I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. If you like these types of reviews, um, I, I need to steer you over into my uh, good friend's direction. Uh, Terrence there from the Kobe Beef Show has a podcast called Way of the Grape, www.wayofthegrape.com. And there you can actually get reviews on different types of wines, Terence's Pretty knowledgeable about different types of wines, and he really kind of breaks it down for you in terms of what you should be. uh, I won't say necessarily what you should be looking for, but he really does it in a sort of, I'll call it a futsuke way, where, you know, using plain language and no snobbery, just kind of straight up, this is how it is, enjoying, having fun. He just released a new episode this week, I believe, and made me want to go out and grab a nice bottle of wine. But. Unfortunately, the convenience store doesn't have many good bottles of wine every once in a while they'll get something good, but a lot of uh, cheap, convenient types of wine more often than not are available so I'll have to try to find a nice wine store around here. We went to one just after Hanami, but unfortunately, I don't remember it very well. Whoa, there's Alex. Hello. Okay. Dude, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast and I didn't stop it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just talking to myself. Yeah, that's usually the case. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. I will get into the, uh, I think I'll just do another episode probably later this weekend to talk a little bit about, um, what I had noticed with the, uh, the Japanese schoolboys there, but, um. Until that time, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you found this episode educational as always. And again, thank you for listening. And um, there are a few comments on the blog that I haven't gotten to yet, but I will respond to those very soon. And uh, I'm glad that you guys listened. hope you found this informative. So take care and I'll talk to you all soon.